Today, we discuss the great New York goalie debate. Who is better, Ilya Sorokin or Igor Shesterkin? We've got that, plus some questions about the Islanders lineup this year, and a lot more coming up on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sark tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Friday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank everyone who makes Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you can get new episodes as soon as they drop. We are also now available on SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just do a search for Locked on Islanders. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. We have got a lot to discuss on today's show. But first, if you've got something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question for us, a comment about something we've talked about on the show, or maybe a topic you'd like us to discuss on a future episode, feel free to send us an email. The email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to talk, uh, mention your name on the show when we discuss whatever's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all things Islanders training camp just a week or two away, and we will have everything still waiting on some news from Zach Parise and... Uh, Possibly Tomas Tatar. We will have any and all Islanders news for you between now and, well, hey, all season long. That's what we do here on Locked on Islanders. We're going to start with a big debate. And I guess the question is, who's the better goalie, Ilya Sorokin of the New York Islanders or Igor Shesterkin of the Rangers? And... You know, these two are friends dating back to Russia. Uh, They're both Russian goaltenders playing in New York. Uh, Both considered among the better goalies in the National Hockey League. They are friends off the ice, have been since at least their time in the KHL. Heck, they've even been seen during this offseason training together. And yet the question becomes which one of them is the better goalie. And look, right now, 
I, I know I'm biased, obviously, covering the Islanders and, and watching them game in and game out. But to me, uh, I mean, I don't think there's any doubt, at least this past season, that the Islanders, Sorokin, has an edge over Shesterkin. Uh, let's start with the numbers. And look, Sorokin is 28, just turned 28 last month. Uh, Shesterkin is 27. He will turn 28 right before New Year's. His birthday is December 30th. So these guys are literally about five months, uh, four months rather, apart in age. Uh, both of them, uh, you know, again, as I said, Russians, both of them uh, playing in New York. But look, last year, the numbers definitely favor Sorokin. He had a 924 save percentage, while Shesterkin had a save percentage of 916. The goals against average for Sorokin, 2.34. For Shesterkin, 2.48, so a .14 difference. Shutouts, 6. For Sorokin, only 3. For Shesterkin, and again, uh, I, I think the edge going to the Islander netminder. If you go straight wins, there is where there is an edge for Shesterkin. Shesterkin won 37 games last year, only lost 13, and had 8 overtime losses while playing for the Islanders, a team that is certainly more offensively challenged, Sorokin had a 31, 22, and 7 record. So, <clears throat> six fewer wins and basically only two more starts for Sorokin. If you were to ask voters who voted for the Vesna Trophy, Again, Sorokin getting the edge. He was one of the three finalists for the Vesna, which goes to the best goalie. He had 24 people voting for him, had three first-place votes, 17 second-place votes, and four third-place votes. Uh, that is an outstanding performance. It gave him a total of 70 votes on this uh, category, the other two finalists, uh, Linus Olmark of Boston, who won the award going away, and Connor Hellebuck of Winnipeg, who finished well behind uh, Sorokin. Sorokin, again, getting 70 points in the voting. Hellebuck getting 32. Igor Shesterkin was eighth on this list, getting two third-place votes, which gives him two points for this uh, voting. And interestingly enough, you know, they also vote for postseason all-star uh, voting. And again, it was Sorokin finishing second, just as he did in the Vezina voting, was also ninth in the voting for the Hart Trophy as the player most valuable to his team. In the uh, all-star voting, also eighth was Igor Shesterkin. And look, I'll start with this. 
I would be happy to have either one of these goalies on my team. And I, I think you can win a Stanley Cup with either goalie. I, I know Sorokin has already won a title in the KHL, proved himself to be an excellent clutch goalie when he was playing in Russia. But the question now becomes, you know, right now, the two of them going to be 28, both of them, by the end of uh, this calendar year. Who would you prefer? To me, Sorokin is just a little more consistent than Shesterkin. I think he has fewer games where he's just not not there. And we've seen Shesterkin have, you know, more than his, uh, a handful of games where he just doesn't seem to have it. I think you can count the number of truly bad games where Sorokin didn't keep the Islanders in it on the fingers of one hand. And I think when you add the fact that the Islanders just don't score uh, a a heck of a lot of goals, uh, I, I, I think that sort of plays into that a little bit more as to why I think Sorokin deserves it. I mean... Last year, the Rangers were 12th in the league in goals scored with 277. The Islanders, as a team, scored 243, or 34 fewer goals. They were 23rd out of 32 teams. In the goals against category, the Islanders ranking 5th in the league in that category, Uh, while the New York Rangers uh, ultimately ranking fourth. So I think the Rangers, you know, gave up a a few fewer goals, not by much, but, boy, a lot more goal support. And what that goal support does, realistically, is it gives a lot more of a cushion to Igor Shesterkin. And, you know, Shesterkin knows if he makes a mistake, his team, which is in the top half of the league in goals scored, can bail him out. That they can score three, four goals in a game more often than not. Whereas Sorokin knows if he gives up more than two goals in a game, it is most likely one point at best, an overtime or shootout loss at best. And, uh, you know, most likely a loss in regulation. So, overall, again, I would take either goalie. But, to me, I think Sorokin just has an edge. The shooting uh, save percentage and the goals against average, both better. The team in front of him, not as good overall as the Rangers last year. To me... I give the edge to the Islanders, Ilya Sorokin. But like I said, I would happily, if I was uh, NHL GM starting a team, I think I could win a Stanley Cup with either of these players. We have got more to discuss on today's show. We're going to talk a little bit about the Islanders lineup, where the holes are, where the openings may be. Plus, uh, we'll have our Islanders birthday of the day, a an enforcer in the late 90s who was with the Islanders for parts of three seasons. See if you can guess who that is. And of course, we'll talk about a former Islander goalie, 
hanging up his skates. We've got all that and a lot more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Football season is about to kick off, and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. Because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl, and you'll get bonus bets for every victory. And you can use those bonus bets on the point spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Hey, Giant fan, they made the playoffs last year going for back-to-back appearances. The Jets have added Aaron Rodgers. A lot of excitement there. No matter which team you root for, place a bet for them to win the Super Bowl. Get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. All you got to do is visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sports book. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. So... The Islanders lineup right now, uh, the amazing thing about this lineup, in all honesty, is that they there really aren't a lot of openings. Now, there can be, but there really aren't a lot. And I, I, I look at it, and to me, I think you have two lines that Lane Lambert more or less wants to keep consistent. The first one is the identity line. Casey Zizekas, Matt Martin, Cal Clutterbuck. Now, injuries have played, uh, uh, have been an issue, especially with Clutterbuck in recent years. Uh, You got to hope that he's healthy and able to play, and you certainly have some other options. But right now, that seems to be the fourth line. I think you have Brock Nelson, Pierre Engvall and Kyle Palmieri is a group that, again, I think Lane Lambert prefers to keep together, but I think they're a lot less etched in stone. And then I think you have a duo of Bo Horvat and Matthew Barzal, who the Islanders want to keep together with Barzi now moving to the right wing. The big questions to me, who is the first line left wing? You've got a lot of possibilities. Last year, it was Anders Lee. Every day, as you know, I believe that having Lee and Horvat on the same line, that their styles are just a little too similar to each other's, and they don't complement each other well. That's not to say that they can't both be very effective players, but I think that stylistically, they're not a good fit as line mates. So you still have Lee as a possibility. You have Oliver Wallstrom. You can also move Pierre Engvall up. And then I guess you have those possibilities with some of those younger players. Uh, the, the Matthew Maggios, the William Dufours, the Ruslan Ishkovs. You know, I, I don't think these guys make the team out of training camp. But I think it remains possible that they get a look at least in one or two exhibition games on that top line to see what they could do. Barring trades, I think you see J.G. Pajot and Hudson Fashing on the third line. And then the question becomes, you know, who's the left wing on that third line? Do you go with 
Wallstrom? Do you go with Lee? Do you go with Engvall? Is Julian Gauthier uh, a possibility if he has a strong camp or Carlson Kuhlman? Um, maybe Ross Johnston battles, although I don't think he starts the season on the team. We talked about some of the younger players. I might even throw in Arno Durando, who I think might be a very good bottom six forward under the right circumstances. So, again, that's kind of where you're looking at and where the lineup questions are with camp just about a week plus away. But defensively, I I think your top four is set. Now, again, the pairings may not be, but you have Adam Pellick and Ryan Polak as your best two uh, defensive defensemen. You've got Noah Dobson as your offensive guy. You've got Alexander Romanov as more of a physical, stay-at-home kind of a guy. On the right side, you then have Scott Mayfield, and then the big question is, who is partnering with Mayfield? Do you once again go with Sebastian Ajo, who has his limitations defensively, but had his best season in the league last year, or is 22-year-old Samuel Bolduc ready for prime time and going to be able to step in and win that job? I think those are the, the, the big questions coming into training camp. And then again, defensively, Robin Sallow still on this lineup, uh, on this roster. Paul Ledoux played a game or two with the uh, Islanders. Dennis Chalowski also can fill in. Hutton is, Grant Hutton, a right-handed shot. I think if a right-handed defenseman gets hurt, it's either Hutton or Ledoux who would probably get the call-up. If not, a left-handed defenseman and they need a call-up, you've got Sallow, you've got Chalowski. But overall, I think the battle for that sixth spot in the lineup every game is going to be between uh, Bolduc and Ajo. And, I, I mean, I think the Islanders would prefer to have Bolduc win this long term. I think if Ajo wins it, they view him more as a stopgap kind of a guy, a guy who could fill in for another year, maybe two if necessary. But, you know, this is the last year of Ajo's contract and I wouldn't be surprised if, barring another big step forward, that he is no longer an Islander after this year, or that he's the seventh defenseman after this year. I think Bolduc is more in the team's long-term plans. They like his size. They like his potential as sort of a middle six, two-way kind of a defenseman. Start out on the third pair, eventually get to the second pairing, but the question with Bolduc, is he ready? We saw him in the regular season look pretty good, and then in the playoffs, he just didn't have uh, enough at that point to take that next step forward and deal with the faster, more intense style of play that we see in the postseason. Again, <coughs> how, who wins that job is one of the big openings on the team. The goaltending, 
Barring injury, I think it's etched in stone. Sorokin, your starter. Varlamov is your backup. By the way, uh, I know we were talking about the uh, rookie showcase on Wednesday's show. There was no game being played. This was really mostly a photo opportunity for uh, Upper Deck, who was taking photos of all the players. And uh, by the way, if you're interested, uh, William Dufour wearing number 56. Now remember, he wore number 14 when he was called up. Uh, That number has since been taken by Bo Horvat. So now wearing number 56 at that rookie showcase. Did his interviews, had his photos taken, looked good, but again, no game to report on there for William Dufour or for anyone else for that matter. We have got more to get to on today's show. We're going to talk about a former Islanders goalie who just announced his retirement from pro hockey, plus uh, our Islanders birthday of the day. All that and more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. So, an announcement made uh, here, and uh, a former Islander goalie retiring uh, from pro hockey. That goalie, Kevin Poulin, originally drafted by the Isles in the fifth round back in 2008. He's 33 years old, a Montreal native, made his NHL debut with the Isles in 2010-2011, filling in for 10 games. Uh, played in 28 games in 2013-2014. That was his uh, most games played at the NHL level. And really only played for the Islanders in the NHL. After that, played in the AHL, the KHL, Austria, Switzerland, Germany, back to the AHL, Sweden, the ECHL, and played the last two years with the Laval Rocket of the AHL in 50 games in the NHL, all with the Islanders. He had one assist and a 3.07 goals against average, a record of 18-25-3, and and an 8.99 save percentage. Never really developed into more than a backup goalie at the NHL level and sort of a, a, a guy who they would call up when injuries hit. And in the AHL, uh, eventually, he, you know, he started a, a couple of years at Bridgeport, had maybe some of his better years there, thinking about 2014-2015, when he had a 2.87 goals against average in 45 games, but then, again, was just sort of a, a journeyman, minor league slash European player, but uh, Poulin hanging up his skates, he is... Uh, done with his pro hockey career, and we most certainly wish him all the best going forward as he begins the next phase of his life. But uh, basically, Kevin Poulin announcing his retirement. And look, injuries definitely played a part in, you know, his career being sort of derailed uh, during warm-ups at the age of 20, had his skate caught in a rut, caused a dislocated kneecap, and that certainly slowed his progress. 
did make a couple of brief appearances in a couple of playoff games, 52 total minutes there. Only let in one goal in those two playoff games back in 2013 against the Pittsburgh Penguins. But again, 250 career AHL games, a 2.81 goals against average, and a 9.10 save percentage. A winning goalie in the AHL, 115.97 and 32, at least a winning goalie by, uh, you know, AHL standards, even though those 32 games are overtime losses or shootout losses. But again, that's not the way that professional hockey at this level tends to look at it. But again, best of luck to Kevin Poulin as he announces his retirement from pro hockey. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. And, uh, well, yesterday, Thursday, would have been the, uh, would have been the 53rd birthday of former Islanders winger and enforcer Gino Ojik. He unfortunately passed away back in January, January 15th, at the age of 52. Ojik, 6'3", 215 pounds, drafted in the fifth round by the Vancouver Canucks back in 1990, was a member of the 94 Canucks team that went all the way to the Stanley Cup final, played in 10 playoff games for them that year. Look, let's face it, Ojik was primarily an enforcer. He did score 16 goals in 76 games in 93-94, but that was the only time he hit double digits in a season in goals in the NHL. And, you know, those penalty minute numbers, 296 in 45 games in 90-91, 348 in 91-92 in 65 games, 370 in 75 games in 92-93, and then a career-high 371 in 70 games with Vancouver in 96-97. With the Islanders, uh, he went over 100 penalty minutes in just 23 games in 1998-99, scored four goals and added three assists, five goals and 10 assists in 46 games, in 1999-2000, added 90 penalty minutes, then was dealt to the Philadelphia Flyers, later played for the Canadiens in 605 career NHL games, 64 goals, 137 points, and 2,567 penalty minutes, add four goals and an assist in 44 playoff games, and of course another 142 penalty minutes. His best moment as an Islander, well, one of them, Certainly came on October 14th, 1998, road game at the Ice Palace in Tampa. Islanders and Lightning Tommy Salo against Darren Pupa for Tampa Bay. And the Islanders get on the board first on a goal by our Islanders' birthday of the day, Gino Ojik, Rob Reichel, and Marius Tchaikovsky with the assist. A shorthanded goal in the third period by Claude Lapointe clinched it. And the Islanders win it 2 to nothing. game-winning goal for Gino Ojik in this one. Uh, and he had it on two shots, played 13 minutes and 17 seconds in the game. A 22-save shutout for Tommy Salo in this one as the Islanders won 2 nothing. So, uh, you know, Ojik unfortunately dealt with a lot of illnesses after his career was over. He is no longer with us. But 
he is well thought of and remembered, and he is our Islanders' birthday of the day. Thanks for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Every dayers will be back on Monday, hopefully with some new news about either Zach Parise or Tomas Tatar. Uh, also, uh, we will bring you, uh, start to preview training camp a little bit as it is getting close. And next Wednesday, we'll have a special crossover episode with Trey Matthews of Locked On Devils uh, as we get ready for both teams' regular season. Until then, have a great day, everybody. A great weekend. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.